Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you. Good afternoon, friends. Thanks for joining me again on Life Notes with Sheldon. We talk about ways to get you off the sidelines and back into the game of life, hopefully. Share some things that have helped me in life and may help you and and share some ideas and thoughts on this uh, great, beautiful afternoon. If you're a new listener, I welcome you. If you're a welcome guest from times before, welcome back. Last week's episode, I was able to share the miracle of our love story and my incredible wife, um, who is incredible in every sense of the word and and who is so much more than I ever imagined she could possibly be. And and I think that uh, we should have a celebrate women year because I just imagine what the world would be like without women in it. And it's just a ghastly thing to even consider. I, we would have nuked ourselves to death. I mean, cavemen, we would have destroyed each other long before civilization even started because without that love and and tenderness and and beauty of a mother of of a woman there wouldn't be what would be the purpose of life all that they bring i mean i think of what the contributions of mothers and aunts and and grandmothers and the nurturing and the teaching and the constant patience and guidance and i don't mean to demean men in any way there are incredible men who do wonderful things uncles and fathers and people who step in as fathers but man what would our world be like without you women who do what you do and who be who you are so i shared with you kind of the story of how my wife and i met and how some of our relationship developed and and today i want to continue that and just start with telling you that you are a miracle. <laughs> You're a miracle and you are also an Olympic swimmer because, you know, the chances of you being here were one in who knows how many millions and you happen to be the Olympic swimmer that made it. You are a miracle and a winner. And there's so many miracles all around us, truly. We just have to open our eyes to be able to appreciate them. Sometimes the miracle is the storm that takes us to what we needed to focus on. Sometimes the miracle is when the storm ends. Sometimes the miracle can be a realization that we have, that we have to pass through this hardship to be able to understand. But friends, reach out. There's two ways to look at the world as if as if everything is a miracle. And then if nothing is, I think is something that the, the, the quote goes, but uh, everything is a miracle around us. I mean, I look at automobiles and airplanes and cell phone technology. I mean, the fact that we can communicate with someone in China and send a signal to outer space and back to do it, it's a miracle. I mean, think of someone in the 1800s and you told them that within, you know, a hundred years, they would be able to see people on the other side of the world through this little portal that they hold on their hands and contain more information than all the libraries at that time. They probably would have thought, yeah, right, Mr. Science Fiction Nutjob Guy. Not going to happen, but it did happen. And I think sometimes we hold these little devices in our hands and we forget what a miracle it is all around us. And it's so easy to hold little ones in our hand, hold people around us, have people around us, near us. And forget and overlook the miracle that they are to us, why they've been put in our path, why we've been put in their path. So my wife is a dental hygienist by trade. She is 
really the best. She's amazing. She loves her patients, cares for them, is 100% committed to their care, as is the practice where she practices at Clark Family Dental. They're incredible, really, truly patient-focused. But man, her patients, they love her. We bump into them and, and they're just her friends. Some of them deliver her salsa when they can and invite her to special events. Um, it's just the kind of person that she is. And so I want to share a miracle that happened because of that. Another one of our miracles, and, and the reason for that is not to boast or brag or make you think that my life is better than it is or better than yours. It's, it's hard, friends. There are times that are really hard. There are things that I make really hard that don't need to be. I'm not perfect. I haven't got it all figured out. I'm talking to you about getting off the sidelines, and sometimes I'm sitting on the sidelines wondering what I'm doing and how. But together, we can take our combined knowledge and experience and help one another to be better, to grow, and to learn. And, and that's what we're doing here. So anyhow, my wife and I, we got married, and uh, we just kind of thought we'd follow the normal process, get married, get jobs, da 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 da, da go to school. And then came the time that we wanted to expand our family and have children. And to any of you out there who may be listening, who have not had the opportunity or haven't been able to for a time to have children, my heart goes out to you. My heart reaches out to you because we have felt that longing and we felt it for a very long time. We weren't sure if we'd ever be able to have children. And, you know, the funny thing about that is, is when you're going through that, it seems like everyone around you is able to just think about a baby and they pop out. I mean, I swear people were having babies all around us all the time. And it was almost like we were being taunted, you know. And, and you, you start to ask yourself that although you shouldn't have, what's wrong? You know, you feel something is inherently wrong with you because this biological process by which civilization continues, for some reason, your biological process is not working to the point where that can do. And you start to feel inherently flawed. And, and you can ask yourself the question, what is wrong with me? So it's a challenging time, and I, I invite any of you who may know people going through that to reach out with compassion and be cautious as to how you approach people going through that, because it can be heartbreaking. So we toyed with the idea of adopting children. I myself am adopted and grateful for that gift, that amazing gift. I mean, I have two incredible families. I have my biological family. I have my adopted family. I have people who have adopted me into other families all between, you know, it's incredible this nature of family. And I've been so blessed to have extended family on both sides. So I wanted to give that gift and, and share that experience again. And so we kind of talked about it, but we just kind of put life on hold and stuck with our work and the things that were going on. And then, you know, we really knew we were ready to have children one way or another. And so, you know, we tried the fertility thing in Albuquerque and, and that wasn't working. And so my wife was at work and she was working on a patient, gentleman, wonderful, incredible individual. I'm not going to mention his name because he may not want to be mentioned, but they're, they're true, incredible people. And, and he's a, he was assistant pastor at a, at a, at a large and, and, and uh, large involved community church here in, in Farmington. Just great people. And, and she felt distinctly that she needed to talk to this individual about adopting a child, you know, and, and call it what you may, intuition, Holy Spirit, 
depending on your views, what it is, you've felt that and you know when you're supposed to do something, you know when you're being guided by that higher power, by that universal guiding force, you know, you just know. And she knew. And she thought, this is kind of awkward. You know, I'm working on this guy's teeth. I'm supposed to be professional, keep it professional, da, 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 da. And she kind of brushed it aside. Well, those of you who have had that experience know that the more you brush that aside, uh, the more it can sometimes be pervasive in your mind and your heart as it was with her. And so finally, luckily and blessedly and thankfully, she followed through with that prompting and invitation. And she said, you know, my husband and I, you know us, we've, we've been married this long. We'd really love to have children, but it's just not, you know, it's just not happening right now. And We've been considering adoption. Do you guys ever have any uh, children that become available through the church, you know, through your counseling things you do there? And he said, you know, Mandy, very rarely does anything like that pop up. But, man, I will sure put you guys on the list and I'll keep my eyes open. So, you know, she went home and I don't think she even told me about it. We didn't think much of it. And three weeks to the day, 21 days, three weeks to the day that she had that conversation with that gentleman. We received a phone call. There is a baby boy that has been born and whose mother is not ready to raise him and cannot, and they've decided to give him up for adoption. Would you be interested? I'll never forget the day that she left work early to start figuring this out and called me. I remember where I was driving over near Sunset by the Social Security building. For some reason, I was turning on those neighborhoods there. And oh my goodness, I cannot believe what she said. Just had to pull over the shock of it. There's a baby available like right here in town right now. No way. And so we freaked out. You know, I called Jack Fortner and I'm like, Jack, what do I do? Who do I call? Can you help us with this? He says, no, call Kemp Lewis. You know, he handles family law. And so I'm calling attorneys. I'm trying to figure this out before I have even have met the family. And so we go and we, we meet this incredible uh, great-grandmother named Pam, who was incredible. We meet an aunt. We meet the amazing biological mom. And we sat down and had a visit. We told her about us. They told us about them. They told us some concerns that they had. And, you know, we said, well, we'll pray about it. You guys pray about it. And I think it was that same day they decided, hey, we're ready. And do you want to come pick him up? We were shocked. We didn't know what to do. We'd barely started the process, but uh, we did. And uh, we drove and we picked up that little baby boy. And I'll never forget what it felt like to leave with that child hesitantly. You know, I'm like, whoa, you know, is this kidnapping? What's going on? This is so weird. And we're taking home this child. It was heart-wrenchingly a beautiful experience of giving and of trust. And I remember driving down Brookside, you know, you take a little roller coaster down Brookside as it meanders through and listening to the sound. They, they gave us the stuff that they had for him. They gave us these little things that go around, the little bell things and the things that make the noise and the little bed. And, and we had it in the back there of the, of the car. And I'll never forget the little sound of the jangling of those toys. I remember it vividly to the day. Like I can remember the smell and the feel of the car and the night. It was the most beautiful sound. And we took this little baby that was weeks premature, still on oxygen, not knowing for sure what we were doing. And we brought him home and set him in the living room and just stared in disbelief and wonder. 
And we blessed him and we prayed for him that he'd be safe and that he'd grow strong and that his lungs would do well. And man, he's a healthy kid. He's a big, beautiful, tall, handsome, talented, amazing child. He was 14, barely, and unbelievable. And this is the month, almost to the day, you know, tomorrow is the day actually, where we have a gotcha day party celebrating getting our first kids and celebrating our family. It's really special because when you listen to this, that's actually the day that, uh, that um, this first happened. So we took Connor home and uh, our, our neighbor lady, you know, her husband actually had had a, something horrible happen and their family and uh, she had her daughter there. They were visiting and we went over and said, hey, do you guys have any baby wipes? Could we borrow some? And then we asked for some other random thing and went over and then we said, you guys don't happen to have any formula, do you? And they're like, oh my gosh, do you guys have a baby? And they screamed and they ran and they came over to our house to see and... Gosh, I remember holding that precious child in my arms in this little rocking chair in our house. And the feeling that I felt was indescribable and incredible. And and it was a miracle, truly a miracle. Uh, a year later, we were having the gotcha day party for Connor when uh, the wonderful biological mom called and said, you know, I'm going to be out of town and I can't find anyone to watch our, our daughter, you know, Jada, can you, would you mind watching her for the weekend? And we're like, yeah, yeah, of course, you know, and so the interesting thing, she came over during the gotcha day party. And so we had Connor and his sister there celebrating this gotcha day party. And, you know, a night when I fell in love with this beautiful girl instantly, totally. And just imagine what life would be like having her join our family. I remember getting her out of the car one night and, and she, you know, put her arms around me and she just patted my shoulder a couple of times and, oh my gosh, my heart melted. That's another one of those indelible experiences that I remember forever. So, you know, it was, it was months later and we got a call from mom saying, you know, I, I just, I just am not ready for this. I, I feel like I can't, you know, do everything and, and some other things. And would you consider taking uh, Jada? And we did, of course, consider and made sure that she was serious. And we got this incredible, beautiful, smart, talented, determined, lovely girl in our family. First day she came in, we got her over by Connor. He was waking up from a nap and she says, he needs a bedtime story. And she knew right away that he was her brother. You can't get anything by that girl. Very, very intelligent. But uh, anyhow, uh, we ended up getting this amazing girl and we have uh, brothers and sisters in our family right now. Well, a few years later, you know, through prayer and, and hoping and, and faith and uh, divine intervention, you could say we had a, a surprise boy, then a surprise girl, and then a surprise boy. And so we have five children in our family, when at a time we didn't know if we would ever have any. And, you know, you have to ask yourself, how does that happen? How does that happen against all odds? And the only explanation and the one that comforts us and allows us to process is that it's a miracle. It is truly, in every sense of the world, a miracle. So how did your family come to be about? How did you meet your wife? How did you have your first child? How did you guys end up where you are right now? And if you take the time to just kind of consider for a moment how these things happened and in what way, 
I would be very surprised if you wouldn't identify some miracles that have occurred and that may be occurring now in your life. So that's a little bit about our story. That's a little bit about one of the miracles in our life. Now I want to talk about the miracles that are in your life. What are they? What's a miracle right now? Where are you at? Look up the blue, blue sky. Look up at those passenger jets as they fly by. Look at the rain that we've gotten. Look at the stars that appear every night in their exact place and order. Amazing moon, the tides. Miracles are all around us. And they're easy to see if we'll open our eyes and be willing to look. But the greatest miracles around us are the people that we have right before us. Because I don't believe that they're just there by chance. I believe they're there for a reason. Divine energy and power and however you want to define it puts us in places at certain times and just around the right people at the right time when they need us and we need them. I don't understand how it works, folks, but I know it does. And I want to encourage you and challenge you to take some time and consider and begin to look out and recognize those miracles and identify them. Because to live your life as if everything is a miracle is an incredible way to live. I'm trying. I'm trying to get there. Sometimes things happen that are hard and uncomfortable, and it's hard to look at those as miracles. It's hard to look at those as blessings. But if we approach things in a spirit of gratitude and appreciation for all things, we can find the beauty in those as well. So wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I want to challenge you to not overlook the incredible capacity and ability, propensity that you have to be a miracle for someone else around you. And I guarantee you are someone's miracle. Wherever you are, you've been a miracle to someone because in our deepest, darkest times, it's that human companionship, that human compassion that reaches out to us and that we reach out to that remind us of the divine, that remind us that everything can be okay and that in the end things will be okay and give us that hope. You, friends, can be that hope to someone around you. Someone around you needs that special light, that special spark, that special history and experience that you have that only you can reach them. And maybe it's a numbers game. Maybe we just need to try and reach as many people as we can because we might reach some of those people. But maybe if we live purposefully and try, we can find those people maybe even much closer to us than we know. Friends, you guys are a miracle for me. This is a miracle that I get to come every weekend and, and, and talk and, and share some of these things with you. And, you know, I feel... Is, this is going to sound weird. It may sound really weird, but I feel you listening. I, I feel those people out there that appreciate the show that sometimes stop me and are like, hey, I really enjoyed this or I enjoy how positive it is. I feel that when I'm talking to you and, it, and it's amazing to feel that connection. And I want to thank you for it. I really do. And I want to tell you, you're a miracle to me. And the fact that we can do this is a miracle and that you being a miracle, have that power to influence, to help, to lift, to love, to encourage, to inspire those around you. And we live in a time, friends, where miracles are needed more than ever. And they're needed to be recognized more than ever. 
It's so easy, and I'm as guilty as as anybody of falling into that pitfall trap of negativity, that pitfall trap of blame, that pitfall trap of anger, whatever it is that besets us. It happens, but don't lay in it and don't go deeper into it. You're going to fall. You're going to fail. You're going to stumble. That's part of that process of life, but get up quick and get back in it because the world around you needs you. They need the miracle that you are. We need you. We need you to be your best. So get sleep, rest, take care of yourself. I'm talking to myself here because you're needed and you have something that only you can offer That is exactly what someone else needs. And sometimes you're even a miracle to yourself. So wherever you're going today, whatever you're up to, take a look around you out your window. Maybe you're in your backyard. And look at the miracles around you. And in the words of Anne Frank, think of all the beauty still left around you and be happy. Because when we think of the beauty around us, it's really hard not to be happy. And gratefulness Thankfulness and gratitude is the root of happiness, I believe. And when we can take those things around us and appreciate them and begin to, for the miracles they are, take those people in our lives and begin to appreciate them for the miracles that they are, having been brought into our lives at just the right time, often despite all odds, when we can cultivate that gratitude and strengthen it, we can begin to have true and lasting and enduring happiness. Not the fleeting joy that we might feel by going on a Ferris wheel, taking a vacation, buying us a car or a Starbucks or however you treat yourself, whatever it is, but lasting purpose-driven joy. And that's what this is all about. That's what our lives are about is finding that joy, harnessing that joy, and then sharing that with others and thus leaving that legacy that we will live. And as we go forth, I hope we can live a legacy of joy. We found joy in the journey and we brought joy to others because that's the kind of thing that spreads and that we need to spread widely and fastly. So wherever you are today, go spread some joy. Do that little thing for someone. Make that little phone call. Forgive someone. Forget something that someone had done to you to offend you and go out and love. Go out and become Go out and appreciate, be grateful for, and share the miracle that you are with those around you. Friends, thanks again for being my miracle, and thanks for being here today on Life Notes with Sheldon. And have a great and amazing day. been listening to Life Notes with Sheldon. Listen every week for a brand new note on life. We hope that we have given you a way to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you.